Hello and welcome to Ditching Hourly. I'm Jonathan Stark. Today I am rejoined by Dre Beltrami. Let me say that again. Dre Beltrami. <laughs> I don't know why they caught, caught on my tongue. Cool. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. I'm super excited to come back. I only had to stalk you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, for folks who didn't hear your last appearance on Ditching Hourly, could you just give folks a little bit of idea of who you are and what you do? Yeah. I am, like you said, Dre Beltrami, and I am the batshit crazy behind the Solopreneur Society. <laughs> so what I have made my specialty is helping amazing human beings turn themselves into a brand. So I really, really cater to the company of one, um, whether that's starting your business or those of us like me that are lifelong solopreneurs. And, you know, we don't want to chase the agency model. We want to become an expert brand without compromising who we are and what we're actually starting our business for. So that is my specialty. Killer. And last time we talked, I think pretty high level about just being yourself, you know, not trying to be air quotes professional or what pretending to be what yeah. you think professional means or whatever. Yeah. So I thought maybe this time we could get a little bit more tactical about uh, how you tactically what you publish usually i just categorize everything as publishing it could be could be podcasting it could be video channel it could be a mailing list it could be a blog mm -hmm. so maybe let's start there what channels do you regularly broadcast on i can't stand social media <laughs> it sucks my soul dry so I focus on Pinterest. I, I focus on search platforms. So I focus on getting up in Google, on Pinterest, and then community. And my community happens to be on Facebook, like many of ours. Mm -hmm. So that's where I choose to publish. And I think that's the thing. I think that is at the baseline of what exhausts us and burns us out in our business is that we don't figure out what platform is right for us. I think too often people are talking about what's right for your customer, which is a good point. It's a valid point. It's an important point. But let's be honest, it's the internet. Most of our customers are on whatever platform we want to use. I mean, there's very few cases where, you know, if you want to be on Twitter, you're not going to find your audience on Twitter. Or if you want to be on Facebook, or if you want to be on TikTok, or whatever it is. I think that in of itself is picking your platform is knowing what you want to publish on. Mm, yeah, that I mean, obviously, you do want to publish someplace where people are going to see it, the right kind of people are going to see it, the people that you want to help. But I, I completely agree that you want to pick a platform that's like low friction for you. It's not soul sucking. It doesn't yeah. drag you down a rabbit hole and make you feel awful every time you launch it. So, right. yeah. So hopefully there's like an overlap between the kind of people you want to reach and the kind of platforms that feel real natural to you. Exactly. Yeah. And it'd be, obviously it's going to be different for everyone. I've, I've yeah. worked with people who are super casual. It's just like easiest thing in the world for them to flip their camera on and just live stream on YouTube. Right. Uh, for me, that is not, that's not normal. That's not normal behavior. Um, but they, they create an entire video first content workflow in that way. And it completely works for them. It's great. Yeah. But Other it's people. knowing that, I mean, what mm -hmm. a big, what a big difference that makes. Right. You're a, more of a writer and you're trying to shove your peg into this video mm. hole. It's going to feel exhausting. You're going to get self-doubt. You're going to spiral into this because it's it doesn't fit into what you're already 
comfortable with. And of course there's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, but you know, most of that is a lot of hustle culture. Honestly, it's figure out what the hell you enjoy doing and what you could very easily do. And then pairing that with the right platform, right? So if you are a writer and you don't want to do video, then going on a video platform, not going to make much sense for you. Right. Yeah. If it's just too much effort or whatever, if it just feels, it feels like you're wearing the wrong size pair of shoes. It's like, ah, I'm not going to get better at this. I don't want the, for me, the thing is if they don't want, if, if I'm coaching someone and they don't actually want to get better at it, then forget it. Yeah. If it's like, if, if well, they we are. Can tell. We can tell when this is not your jam. When video is not your jam, we can tell. And I don't mean the learning curve. I mean, when you really don't want to do that, it's you're not going to be consistent. You're not going to be engaging. You're not going to, we can feel it. We don't have to know you to feel that something's off. And if you're using the wrong platform, it, it's a red flag. We can tell. We can mm-hmm. see it a mile away. So what ones are the best fit for you? I know I'm on your email list, but you know, you mentioned Pinterest, like that was out yeah. of left field. What are you doing on Pinterest? I know. And I dominate it. I fucking love Pinterest. <laughs> it, mainly because you don't have to people. There is no peopling. There is no social component to Pinterest. I don't need to message anyone. I don't need to build a relationship on there. It's a visual platform. So mm-hmm. visual content, I'm a designer. This is my jam. Uh, And it's a great traffic driver. So again, I like to lean into search. So for me to get down into keywords and get down into creating, you know, micro content that focuses on that keyword, and then it feeds my Google juice. That's for me, it's all about search. I I come into it going, I want to be found when someone's actively searching. I don't want to make a TikTok video that's random that I pulled out of my ass. I want you to be actively on a platform going, I need this. I I really like, I'm starting to figure out I need a brand or I'm starting to figure out I'm a shit writer. I'm starting to figure out my visuals are ugly and I have shame. So for me and and where I want to meet my people, you know, it's an information, it's an inspiration platform. So yeah, I want to catch them when they're trying to find their, their sea legs, you know, when they're trying to find it out there. Mm. that's what so, I want. So what I kinds want of things to actively search? That's interesting. I, I don't think about that at all. So really? Yeah. And not that it, so it's great because it's like, I don't, I don't think it's bad. I just don't do it. I don't enjoy yeah. it. I, every time I, yeah, it's a different strategy. Yeah. It's like my, my background is in database, you know, I'm a software guy and like database administrator and stuff. And so I just like get sucked into the analytics. And next thing you know, I'm just thinking about analytics all the time and Mm -hmm. keywords and how do I game the system? And, you know, and I stop thinking about, you know, how should I, how should I persuade software developers to start offering guarantees? Or like, I stop thinking about the writing and I start thinking about the gaming. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a bad fit because it just, it does nothing for, it just doesn't work for me. It just does. I mean, if I hired someone, I'm sure it would work. Like they would do it, right. get more traffic or whatever. My strategy is much more of a word of mouth type of thing. Like where people, yeah. I don't, I don't want people. Well, I mean, it's fine with me if they find me when they search, but I would rather have them be in a community and somebody, and then and say like, Ugh, I've got this problem. And then someone recommends me. Yeah. Oh, so, well that's the, you know, that's the second tier to mine. My 90% of my business has always been referral, hmm. but as far as getting that buzz, that's exactly how I started. And I got my start seven years ago. Believe it or not, everybody always wants to shit when I say this. Google Plus. That's how I originally what? got my start. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. That is how I built my business for the first two and a half years and dominated. People hated the platform. It's dead. Why is it still out there? And I'm like, I'm making a hundred grand off doing nothing but Pinterest and Google Plus. <laughs> Didn't even have a community. Yeah. All right. Okay. So so <laughs> I'm not gonna try and I'm not gonna say try and convince me, but but like what's the what do you think the secret sauce is there? Like is it is it would for you Google have, Google Plus? What well, was it? More so like more so like do you think that if you were just being yourself the way I'm sure you are on Google Plus instead on Instagram, like what's the, what's the problem with Instagram? You just can't stand it. Or... I just can't stand. It. I can't stand everybody else. <laughs> I can't stand. I, I I don't know. I don't like the culture of just needing to post incessantly to be seen. I don't actually want to create shit unless I know I'm seen. Mm -hmm. I think that's oh, the difference. Like I don't want to create it unless I know someone's actively looking for it. Mm. So what? Give us a little peek behind the curtain on tactically. What are you doing on Google Plus and Pinterest that's 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 working for you? Not that it will work for the listener, but just out of curiosity, it's so weird. Like you're the first person I've talked to that's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I know nobody does it. Nobody yeah. does it, and I've I mean, been is that doing why it works? this. Maybe, maybe I see more people uh, in the branding space, especially on the serving uh, female creatives and female entrepreneurs, getting onto Pinterest more. Hmm. But I've been doing it for seven years. Mm -hmm. My tactical angle is one: creating actual traffic, like knowing I need to be getting out there and finding cold eyeballs. And not being willing to create random content or just post incessantly every day, I choose to pin because I can create an image and pin every day. I mean, that's easy enough. And understanding how the algorithm, I understand the platform. Mm -hmm. So creating new content is extremely easy because you don't actually need to create new content. Like a pin pointing to the same blog post, just a different you know, pin, just a different graphic is new content to them. So it's really easy for me to feed their algorithm. Okay. And so like how much time, I'm curious about volume, like how much time do you spend? How much time does it take me to manage Pinterest every month? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious about two things. Like, like, is it a daily thing, for, a daily habit for you? Or is it something that you batch? And then overall, yes, like in a month, how much time are you, are you spending? Um, yeah. So I batch. Pleasing the algorithm. I, yeah, I batch for sure. And I have been doing it so long that my systems are completely well oiled. So to be honest, my VA does 85% of it mm -hmm. at this point. Um, all I still do is create the actual content. So I usually batch that about a day and a half a month. Mm, I can nice. create because again, she's doing the bulk of the work. So I'm just mapping out the copy and what I want on the actual pin and she goes and creates it. So I can create I just did it in the last day and a half. I did uh, two hours on Sunday and about six and a half hours on Monday and created about 47 pieces of content. And what are these? Like they're little inspirational quote type thing? Like, um, what, like what would we on see if... Pinterest, they have idea pins, which are basically the equivalent of story pins. So for most of them, they're story pins. And uh, so you post that same ideas as uh, Instagram. So you're giving people an idea or something creative or something inspirational. 
So I take the content that I write each month and I pare that down into different in, uh, idea pins. So there might be, you know, three to four slides, so to speak, mm -hmm. in that idea pin. And that's, you know, that's one piece of content. Mm -hmm. So I'm just taking the content that I've already written, whether it's in an email form or in an actual how-to lesson or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I pare that down into idea pens. And then when I create a piece of content, like let's say I create a new lesson or a new blog post, I just create like 10 pins, just static pins right. that my VA will then put on rotation. So maybe every two to three months we pin, you know, that particular article again, and we use a new pin. So to, to Pinterest, that's a new piece of content. Right. So I'm constantly rotating my uh, content that it's usually pinning within two to three months. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that's very similar to what I used to do on Twitter, where I would record a podcast episode, grab 10 or 20 pull quotes, you know, really yep. good quotes from it, and then just like schedule those as, you know, 20 or you know, 10 or 20 tweets throughout the week. And then the next week there'd be a new podcast and like yeah. 20 more tweets. And exactly. uh, so you're, you're linking back to the same thing, but it's yeah. you're pulling out different interesting ideas from maybe an hour long interview, man. Yeah. I can't, I mean, it's so funny. The Pinterest thing, like, <laughs> I know I, it's kind of you're like, kind of really, like, I'm kind really? of digging it. Sell candles and shirts and yeah. I know my wife's on there all the time. Like, oh, like for looking sure. for chairs, <laughs> like, sure. fall chairs. So <laughs> exactly. Right. And so but the thing about it that never occurred to me is that it's kind of like Instagram, but without all of the garbage. Yes. And that's exactly it. Super interesting. It's still a visual platform. So it's still the same ideas. You know, I don't know what the hell they're calling them on. What are they carousels now? I mean, it's the same idea with idea pins, but it really is, it's also understanding what the platform is trying to accomplish. And I buy into what Pinterest does. First of all, there's no hate. There's none of this garbage that there is, especially on Facebook, but on Instagram too. There's just not that undertone of ick. Mm -hmm. They just don't allow it. It's just, they're sticklers. You don't get that kind of negative content and that hate shit, mm. you know? And then because there's not really an aspect where, I mean, there's commenting on pins, but honestly, most of it's just spam. And so, you know, you don't have that aspect where you put yourself out there and then some jackass is going to crush your spirit, <laughs> you know, or cause a big fucking issue where you're like, I don't even have a fuck, an extra fuck to give to you today. I don't care. <laughs> right? right. Like, uh, that's why I just can't, I can't handle those kind of platforms. I can't handle Instagram. So much noise. No, I can't. It's not on my phone. I can't. Yeah. I can't handle it. It's like, so I feel like, yeah, to your point, Pinterest is like the good parts of those places right. where yeah. I still really get to lean into all of that inspiration and that kind of visual content, which is my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to do any of the peopling that makes me, you know, mm -hmm. never want to go on social or never want to go on the internet again. <laughs> well, what is Pinterest optimizing for in your opinion? Like what's the, you know, you're like, oh, I know what they want. What do they want? They want inspiration. They want you to give people, to inspire people, to take action, to change things, to create things, to beautify their lives. It's inspiration. Their entire platform is built on inspiration. They want you to inspire the fuck out of people. And the mm. more you inspire, the more they reward you with reach. That's it's a long game platform as well. It's a very different platform to wrap your brain around because I've tried to, for the first probably five solid years, I really tried to be a hard convert. Like I tried to get people to drink the Kool-Aid constantly. Yeah. Now I just don't give a shit because I get that people just don't 
quite understand it. It's also a long game platform. So content that I'm pinning this week probably won't hit its stride for four to five weeks. Yeah. Again, it's search. So they're not necessarily like, here's your feed. Here's what's you know real time. It doesn't work like that. It's not in real time. You are not seeing pins that just dropped. Right. You are searching for things or they are optimizing your feed with your previous searches. Mm-hmm. Man, that is, it's, I never in a million years would have thought about posting stuff on Pinterest, but everything yeah. you're saying about it is really attractive to my yeah. worldview. Like the yeah. inspiration thing and the long yeah. game thing. I love yeah. long game. Oh, oh it's great because also I level, I leverage advertising, which I won't even, it gives me ass sweat to think about using Facebook ads. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not brave enough. I'm not, I, I can't, it, I break out in hives. Hmm. So I use promoted pins, which is the advertising platform for Pinterest. Yeah. So much more intuitive. Oh my God. It's so much simpler just in the concept and, and just what is available. I mean, the features are not what Pinterest is. It's like an eighth of, you know, the beast that it is, but I enjoy the simplicity, right? Yep. Because it still operates in the same manner. But what is awesome is again, you give your pin a little boost, like, okay, yeah, you know, let's get it out there. Let's drop 50 bucks on it. That pin will keep driving you traffic for years. And that's not bullshit because I've been on there for seven years. Let me tell you with authority that I've got pins from 2005, which like have different branding, which are for a different brand name that I redirect. And that shit still gets me hundreds of visitors to my website, just to that one particular post. And I've got wow. multiples of those. So the more traction it gets, Pinterest goes, well, this must be the best thing when people are searching for this topic. You know, right. after years, you're still netting people's engagement, so to speak, right? Their metrics. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're going to keep putting you at the top of search results. And we're going to keep showing you on people's feeds who have done that search prior. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's, let's, that's amazing. I'm actually going to check it out after this because it does align with my worldview. It's mm -hmm. like Instagram without the garbage, like you said, and I yeah. love the inspirational aspect. Mm -hmm. And I know from being around my house that people still use it quite a bit. It's effective. That's what I mean. Like people want to hate on it, but like what woman specifically hasn't bought off Pinterest. It's not mm -hmm. like indoctrinated and, you know, loves yeah. it, lives by it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you have to think in those terms. It, it's a very viable platform that people underestimate and, and think it's about, you know, fashion and, and meal planning. Right. Got it. Oh, let's, let's shift gears over to like Google plus, like you, when you first jumped on, you were saying like you're, 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 you love the intent broadcast by someone searching for like what's a common what's a common search that I'd probably pull up solopreneur. Well, oh, anything with solopreneur branding, I I pop mm -hmm. up for. I dominate on those keywords. But starting a business, you know, color palettes, anything to do with identity, uh, brand strategy, mm -hmm. brand development. Okay, and the and uh, are you? What's your how does Google Plus fit into like I haven't thought about Google Plus in in at least five oh, years. <laughs> Shudder. Okay, it is. I just gone. love the story because again, people are like, "No, you didn't. You couldn't have. <laughs> that thing was dead. It was never alive." To it was like DOA. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that's not true. That's not true. What I'm really, really, really good at is 
connecting with people, just building relationships in just a very casual, natural way. I'm not talking about, you know, networking and going out there with the sole goal of finding affiliates and bullshit like that. I mean, just connecting with people in a really real way that I have found is is exactly how you get people to want to affiliate for affiliate for you and and all of the things that we try and 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 do in a very tactical manner to get people to connect with us. I'm just really good at that naturally. So for Google Plus, I focused, I, I realized that there was a, a click on there. I realized that there were people who were saying it's not dead and were actually serving. Um, and I built amazing relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And it was really you know, their audience on other platforms and their, and our shared interest in protecting Google Plus <laughs> that right. bought me into the click. Uh-huh. And there are still, I would say at least 90% of those people are A, around, are still lucrative brands and businesses to this day and seven years later. And they're also great, amazing allies and, and friends and peers out there for me still. Gotcha. Wild. Yeah. All right. So where, yeah, it was like the in-group, right? Because it, yeah. it was cool. I mean, I, I was very, very into, I was, remember Google Wave? I was like, this is going to change everything. Yes. <laughs> we all thought we were like, just hang on. It will. Well, and again, the platform was search. The platform was like, you search for your fucking topic. You search for your industry. It was again, a search-based social platform. It was set up very differently. And I really liked how that platform worked and had components where, sort of a little bit like email marketing where you could get people on lists. Like, I don't, I don't know how deep you got into it, but there was an app called Not circles yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and, and where you could, you know, get people segmented into things and then be able to, you know, have notifications go straight to their email box when you drop something new. So again, it was, I don't want to create unless somebody is waiting for me to create it. So it filled that for me. I, I understood what people were searching for. I built my circles and I, I was able to produce content that people wanted and received. And the cool thing about Google Plus specifically was that people wanted it to work and people kind of put a toe in enough to be like, okay, if it does, I'm going to be part of it. But people always had a, a stronghold on another platform and I did it. So I leveraged a lot of these people who took my content onto other platforms for me and I didn't need to do it. Right. That's how I always, when people say you should really be on Instagram, I'm like, you share my stuff on Instagram. Exactly. Amen. Yes. That is my thought too. Yeah. (laughs) I will be here, but I will make it extremely easy for you to share everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing that. So, okay. So, uh, let's, so what's, what's your, these days now that, Dear departed. These days, the only thing that has really changed is instead of Google Plus, I use a Facebook group. So it's Mm -hmm. still, you know, protected and private. I do not use my Facebook page Mm -hmm. um, or do ads or anything like that. I, again, I have a really simple flow of get on my list from Pinterest and get in my group. It's always Mm -hmm. been the flow. Every opt in that you get, everything that you touch, you are invited to the Soulpreneur Society Support Lounge, which is my Mm -hmm. Facebook group. And you get in there and that is, you know, where again, I'm connecting, I'm building relationships, I'm safe. um, I am sharing content. I am using strategies about, um, you know, DMs and starting to get into a lot more of that in the last two years of if you want this, you know, DM me and building relationships in DMs. 
which is working again really well because people are taking my content and sharing it in their own community. I mean, I had multiple people in your community reach out to me and send me screenshots of them talking about me and all these other places, like <laughs> including Voxer chats. And I was like, this is you guys are making me so happy. That's exactly what I want. I want, these are my two spots. This is how you find me. I'm going to make it so super easy for you to find me on these two platforms. But other than that, it it depends on people sharing my shit and word of mouth. Yep. It just has to. Right. It's too much work. Like it, if you're, yeah. gonna, you know, Gary V and you're going to have a team of people splitting your keynotes into 50 snippets and sharing across 30 social media platforms. Like, yeah, if you've got a team, okay. Exactly. And I don't want a team. I have right. a BA and I outsource a lot of shit, but I don't want a team. I do right. not want a team. <laughs> so what what can you tell us about your Google strategy? So you've said a couple of times, like, I don't want to write something unless someone wants it. So how do you, where do you get that ESP from? Like, how do you read people's minds and know what they want before you've written it? Two places. One is Pinterest. I look at what uh, keywords that I am dominating for, which ones are, am I coming up in searches more? I also use the Intel from my idea pins. So once I drop, you know, let's say 20 a month, I'll go look at that month. I'm always, you know, I have all my metrics. So it's like what, what idea pin is getting the most traction? Um, what new, like long-term. And then I also look at like what new pin immediately hit. Lots, lots of them take a long time, but sometimes there's one that hits within a few days. That's me tells me there's a ton of searches going on for that. And I need to lean harder into that. Mm. And the second component is in the conversations I have in DMs and the conversations I have in my community. I'm a really good social stalker. I'm a really good listener. And so the the amazing thing of having a community of almost 9,000 is that they do a lot of talking and I have never, well, I shouldn't say never at the beginning, I really positioned as, you know, I'm, I'm in here to help you, but you know, I've stepped back after seven years, you know, mm -hmm. this is a community for support. I'm very stickler about the vibe. You can ask anyone, I'll kick your ass out for the littlest infraction. We have a lot of rules because yeah. we don't operate like a normal community. I operate like a genuine support lounge where you can come in and ask a question and people will give their time, like literally give their time, like be generous, not just drop a link to their sales page and tell you that the magic pill is right there. <laughs> so I listen. I do a whole lot of listening. I listen when they ask a question. I listen to the advice that's given from the other members. I have people DMing me and emailing me just off of the emails that I send um, <clears throat> and the things that I post in my group. And I'm just listening. I'm just seeing like what people are all over what people actually buy, what people say they want to buy, and then don't. I, I'm just always listening. Mm. The, like, there's the pull quote from the old episode, <laughs> right? I'm a great social stalker. Right. It's like, listen, duh, listen. I am. I mean, you're you're a little bit spoiled because, well, it's not spoiled. You built it, but you have created a watering hole for your ideal buyer. So you Absolutely, get to listen Absolutely, but let's in. be honest. You could go in any group and do that. I mean, yeah, it's my group and I probably get more intel because I have a lot of behind the scenes interaction, but go into any community where you feel like those people, you know, are, are a good representation of you and listen, just shut the fuck up and listen. I mean, we're all so busy. Like, here's my unsolicited tip. Oh, your mindset <laughs> issue. Oh, you're this and that. And you go in a group like nobody gives a shit and it's not being seen anyway. Like newsflash, Facebook doesn't show anything. Uh-huh. So yeah. go in and listen. Anyone can do that. 
Yeah, I, I will say that there are some communities who do not congregate online. Like I've had people whose target market is doctors and they're, you're not going to find doctors in a Facebook group talking about work. Totally. But, but you know, you so go it does depend. Are. You got to go where they are, which could yeah. be trade associations and that sort of thing. Yeah, but exactly. So cool. Let's let's talk about. I have one last question. Maybe maybe not the last one, but another one probably close to the last question about Pinterest. So like you you're uh, I've seen it over my wife's shoulder, but I've barely ever <laughs> used it. So you're gonna get off this and go ask your wife a lot of questions. I feel I, like my you can tell me if this is a bad idea, but my first thing I'm gonna try and do is see if I can send stuff, automate sending articles daily to Pinterest, just to ha just to have some presence there at all, because I'm already syndicating my daily list to like medium and reddit and twitter yeah. and linkedin and you know presumably pinterest is an option instagram is not which is the reason you'll never see anything from me on instagram because i can't automate it yeah uh, you can certainly automate pinterest but here is the big sticking point for a lot of people is that they have a vertical design mm -hmm. and that is what they uh want they it. don't want a square image they don't want a, a rectangle image they want a horizontal rectangle image at a very specific uh, size that is different than stories and all of that stuff. So people get bums because you have to create it more creative, right? You have That's to, fine. yeah, another image. So I if you're going to do that, yeah, put it out there and focus on keywords. Because again, if, if it doesn't, I mean, it is, it is this simple, bro. You put the keyword in the headline, you put the keyword in the description, and you put the keyword on the pin. That's as simple as it is. <laughs> and when someone searches for that, if you've got that optimized, you're going to show up in the search. It's right. that simple. Yeah. I, I also love your distinction between feed platforms and search platforms. That's yes. gigantic. It's a huge yes. difference. You're, you're turning, obviously turning me on to Pinterest, but I, let's, let's pivot into Google a little bit. So mm -hmm. where, I mean, you're posting like all of this search, all these search platforms, they, they need to click on something and go somewhere. So do you have like, like an RSS feed or like a WordPress blog or something where yeah, I just have my website. Yeah. yeah. So I have pages. I have a lot of pages hidden because I have a lot of series. Um, and then I have the traditional blog page or I just have posts. Mm -hmm. So if somebody went to your website, there'd be a lot of stuff they were missing because they didn't search for it on Pinterest or Google. Yes. I have it just by design hidden because right. I want you to opt in for everything. Mm -hmm. I want you to mm -hmm. get on my list. I'm very clear about that. Get on yeah. my list. Yeah. Yeah. So I I used to do that too. I didn't put a list of blog posts on my website for years. I had th th over a thousand posts that you could only get if you subscribed to the email yeah. list. And like, if you missed it, you missed it. Yep. That's uh, exactly I, how I roll. And I'm yeah. even, I'm, I'm going to lean even further into that. I'm literally taking all of my blog posts off next year. We'll have three uh, basic opt-ins because I'm launching a new branding bar. So it's all going to go into there. And then I'm, I'm going, I have a whole new idea for the content that, you know, the quote unquote free content that I will still be using to, you know, maintain my, my search domination. Yeah. So that's the trick, right? Because yeah. if you do, if you're, my strategy was never, I never worried about search. I never worry about keywords. I don't even know. I, I could maybe guess at what people might search for. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I rely one layer down, which is just word of mouth, but it would be cool if there was more awareness in the, you know if there was some kind of like like uh lever to pull that was very little work and in you know increase my impact and spread the message more i would 
I would do it if it was, yeah. if it wasn't soul sucking. Yeah. So everything I've, everything I've looked at with regard to any kind of paid anything on Facebook or Google is totally soul sucking. Yes. I'd rather Agreed. go to the dentist. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the, okay. So like you've got enough content. Sounds like you, we both have loads of like more stuff than anyone would ever read. Right. So nope. you could pick the top stuff, use that as your SEO bait and the doorway into the, you know, the, did you call them cold eyeballs before? That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so like, oh, I'm searching for how to start a consulting business and like, boom. Yep. That's killer, exactly what I want. Right. Killer article So I have gone, yeah, I have gone into, you know, the keyword strategy and, and set my site up itself, which is part of why I also use pages is to create the sort of structure of it where it bolsters the particular keywords that I want to show up for. It keeps reinforcing that this site is about brand personality. It is about brand archetypes. It is about brand strategy. Like I, I have my pages structured so that they go to a top page with those particular keywords. And it just keeps reinforcing that my website is the top site for this. Like I just wanted to keep going, oh, she's got another new piece of content about this, another. So I've got my top level and then it's all long tail keywords. And I just work that in so I can keep bolstering and keep getting my rankings higher. Hmm. Interesting. And then on the other side of it is that Pinterest helps you rank. So my Pinterest content pins themselves boards which are you know what you're housing your pins in right and your account can all rank and they do in google yes right so okay. when i have like a you know a, a brand color palette board on pinterest that will also rank as well as my website when you're clicking on color palettes brand color palettes branding color all the all, all kinds of long tail variations and i just you know i look at my analytics i use uber suggest from neil patel i really like that tool yeah, for i just heard that. about that yesterday and i was like yeah. wow this is the first time i ever understood any of this stuff oh dude me too like it was such a bitch for the first few years i did not get it and his tool and they they've just been increasing or adding so many features and functionality i just i'm obsessed about a lifetime i think two years ago and uh i love it so i go into there a lot he He's just got amazing tools to be able to do competitor research. So I've got, you know, very small number of competitors that are really direct competitors of mine. And I'll go in and see what they're ranking for. And I'll create right. the content so that I can outrank them. <laughs> see, that that I can't do. I, I that like I get that strategy, but I when I sit down to write that, I'm like, I don't care about this. Like I mean, I guess I could care about it if it was a really direct competitor, but I know all my direct competitors and like we, we agree on most stuff and disagree on very little. And the stuff we do disagree on is like, because of our target markets are slightly different. Yeah. You know, so it's right. Like, but if you come down to the level of just being found when someone's searching, that's all. It, yeah. But that's what it comes down to for me. I don't, right. you know, I have a lot of different, <laughs> probably the opposite because I'm such a big personality that I have a lot of, <laughs> Let's just call it that. My mommy said, you just have a big personality. You're really special. Um, so I have very different, but what it comes down to is I want to create better content than they do so I can rank. What's it for me? Yeah. And I, you know, I don't obsess over that. I'm I'm not in there every day. But when I'm going to create a new series or when I'm going to refresh something, yeah, I want to know what other long tail keywords do I have the potential of quote unquote stealing from them right? Um, rank wise. And so, yeah. 
I totally lean into that and I have seen it work again and again. So mm. again, if it takes peopling out for me, I'm always going to do it. Peopling <laughs> is the last thing I want to do. So any strategy that's not require me to talk to people, I'm going to do. Well, so this is uh, so this is sort of a dichotomy with you though, right? Because like great listener, 9,000 mm -hmm. people in this community, right? But you can't yep. stand people. Yes. Like, it's Hello, like... duality. Thank you for showing <laughs> up. Thank you for coming in. This is exactly what I teach. I'm a super complicated creature and, and we all are. I mean, that's exactly it. I love my people, but how much, it's like, kiss, how many frogs do you have to kiss? I have to deal with a lot of jackasses <laughs> to get to my people. Right. Yeah. So, it, yeah, those people exhaust me. I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to my people. Indeed. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Well, let's pivot a little bit. So, so you've got 9,000 members in the Facebook group. That this is sort of a selfish question for me because someone recently, it comes up from time to time where people on my list, I talk about the list as members like, oh, fellow list member, John Smith wrote in to ask about a follow up question about yesterday's message, right? And, mm -hmm. and someone recently rep replied with something very persuasive, which was, you know, you know, you keep saying fellow list member, but we have no way to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't it be cool if there was a free or, you know, I, I have a community, but it's paid. Um, and he was like, well, what if, what if you had a free community? Like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be cool if we could actually talk to each other? And mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and I've thought about this a lot and mm -hmm. it would be cool and it would further my mission to rid the world of hourly billing. If more people could compare notes, right. the, the, you know, but my, my list, I have enough people on my list that I am confident I would get at least 2000 people on day one mm -hmm. for some kind of a private, but free group. And, right. and tell me why I shouldn't be scared of that. <laughs> like, well, you should be scared of that. It's scary, right? Because yeah, like the, the admin alone of like, I lost my password or like all of that. So I don't know how to use Slack or I don't know how to use Facebook or like just that alone would be overwhelming. And, and content moderation. And like you said before, the rules, it'll kick someone out. It's like, yeah, but I got to be there to kick them out. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I think it should be. I don't, I, I, a community is very time consuming and a heavy commitment. Like you have to want a community and, and most people don't, most people want the community without the work, which means you don't want a community. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, seven years down the road. Yeah. Now I'm tapped out, but let me tell you the first two, two, three years, I was the face of that. I was the one pushing it. I was the one, you know, making sure that the vibe was held, that people bought into what I was creating, that people kept this, about real genuine support, no promotion. I mean, I had to work really hard to set that vibe and and to to set the expectations to the point that the other members now carry that for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I have to log in to uh, remove members, but the members themselves are the ones that reported them. I don't right. even have, like second guess it. Like if you reported it, done. I don't. I'm not even gonna go check what the fuck you did. If they say you're a dick, get out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of work. Most people do the they, they start the community and then they just go into it when they want to sell, and that's not going to do you any good. No, right? So, yeah, it's like you created you create a culture, and it needs to sort of it needs you to have to feed it. Figure you have out, to yeah, feed it. right. Yeah. Just like <laughs> you can't sour. phone it in. A community is like the one thing you can't phone in. Like you can't Agreed. automate m most of it. You, yeah. you really can't. You have to show up. Right. 
Yeah, I and I agree, and I and I would much rather do that. Like, you know, like somebody will be like, "Can you believe this? This woman has a million followers on Instagram." I'm like, so what? Exactly. Gives this, a shit. Yeah, that it's like like a nightmare to it me. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Right. And you speak my language. So it's not something I've ever wanted or tamed. No, I mean it's like that, and five dollars will get you a Starbucks. You know, and I'm sure they're they you could easily build an influencer business off the back of a million followers, but like. I don't know. It's just not, that's not the road for me. But the idea of the idea, it's almost like you have to create your own social network. If you don't want one of the existing ones, you almost have to create your own to, to, to get to that as a solopreneur, especially because I'm also anti-employee for me, it's fine for Mm -hmm. someone else, but uh, you have to create this sort of culture, right? And it's like your, it's like your own social network where there's the the cultural norms and people like us do things like this. And do not do things like that. Yep. And, and you it, immediately recognize if you fit in when you land or not. You are, you, you, it does not take time. I mean, I have people constantly, damn, your group's fucking awesome. It's so not like the rest. And then I have ones that are like, you're, I literally have a question, like there's entry questions when you can, when you can um, go in. And I can't remember exactly what I say, but I just kind of say something like one of the things that we don't allow. And I say, uh, does it sound like you found your people or a bunch of weirdos? And like, I can't tell you how many times they're like, sounds like you're a bunch of weirdos. Like, then they don't, they don't respond. Bye. They don't get in. It's really simple because it's so tangible when you walk in that community. And you're absolutely right. I built that because even seven years ago, especially when Google Plus really did die, <laughs> really did die a slow death. And I was like, okay, it's time to let go of this. I really need to get on another platform. What is that going to be? Um, I built it so that it could be my own little social network. So it could be, we could operate based on the rules that I want to do business like and none of this spammy, sleazy shit. So it's exact. I started it so that I could kind of recreate what I loved about Google Plus, which is these people get it. We all respect each other. We share things within each other, you know, each other's communities on other platforms. And I just wanted a bubble. I wanted an internet bubble that me and my people could feel safe and have fun and be ourselves. And it has just grown. And I have, like I said, not spent a dime on Facebook uh, advertising never posted. I mean, I probably haven't posted to my page since like 2016, 2015, mm. maybe. I have no idea. Mm. Um, it's all organic. It's all word of mouth or, you know, Facebook, maybe showing people a suggestion for the group and me funneling people from Pinterest. That is how that entire 9,000 has been built. I have never spent a dime to grow community or offered it as you know, a bonus for a course or anything is literally like, do you want genuine support, you know, and, and, and indoctrinating them to our beliefs on a page that says, then get the fuck in here. There you go. <laughs> it's super simple. It's one page, same page I use for everything. Hey, one last thing. And I, and I break down what it is, what the beliefs are, how we roll the things we do and will not do the things that you'll get your ass kicked out for. Mm-hmm. And people come or they don't. That's not really my problem. I only want people to make it in there who have jumped through all of these hoops of I'm not a douche. I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to sell to you. I'm not going to do this. Like if you jump through all those hoops and you got in here, 
dude, let's get this party started. What's up? <laughs> right. That's where I'm at. I don't want to talk to or deal with you until you have jumped through my hoops. And I know that you meet that criteria. And for me, that's what the community was. It was that final step of like, I made you do all this and you still didn't run. So I think we might be kindreds. Yeah. Go through the, the gauntlet, run the gauntlet, mm -hmm. the hazing period, so to speak. Cool. Well, what's, what's next for you? Like what's going on? You know, you're, you said you've, at this point, you've been able to be a little bit more hands-off with the membership because it kind of, the culture is kind of spread to enough people that you've got either whatever you call them, like super fans or like, like people that help enforce the norms Yep. when you're not around, Yep. you know, what's, what's new, what's going on? Well, that's all free. What's new is that I want to get paid for that. <laughs> Let's get paid for my amazing community. So I am, and, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, even, even on the, the content side and my blog side, I'm going to launch a branding bar, I'm launching it on October 3rd. I've been, been not building it out content wise, but building it out belief wise and, and fundamentally and logistically, what do I want this to be? And again, I don't want to create content truly <laughs> unless I'm getting paid now. So, and the other thing is like, just know I create amazing content. Like I don't, I create detailed lessons with examples and, and amazing things. So I'm, I have worked in the last year to formulate a plan to be able to really transition everything I'm currently doing into a paid version. You know, so the community will slowly be moved over to a paid community, but the branding bar itself, I'm so excited about because for a long time, what my biggest struggle was, was bringing the different segments of the business together, right? Branding. I mean, come on, there's, there's so many angles of it, right? There's the identity, there's the messaging, there's the strategy. Like, how do you bring this all together in one product? How do I, I bring it together so that I can get them to what they want. I can give them the full framework of they're just starting a business, but really cater things towards that solopreneur who needs to do this on their own terms, needs to find the business model that's right for them, needs to find the experience that's right for their customer needs to figure out who the hell their dream customer is and all yeah. of those things. So it's all going to go into this branding bar. And typical to me, I really want, I experience is kind of my second tier specialty when it comes to branding is really understanding how to turn a human being into an experiential kind of entity online and really creating identity and messaging, everything that reinforces this top level experience. And anyone that's been around me knows that mine is biz. It's just always been biz. It's, I have happy hours instead of webinars. I'm always making boozy references. <laughs> so I'm really setting this branding bar up as a bar where there'll be different things like the brand strategy seller and the wordsmithing <laughs> tap room. Yes. It. So it's really like this fun house for yeah. your business and then going to transition the community to paid so that again if you're in my sphere you're paying me it's just a bottom line you know it's just me figuring out my business model we had talked about that last time <laughs> like your hourly billing like i needed to find you a very long time ago um and i've been doing day rate for the last two years and i do like that in some regards but 
you know, as the bulk of my income, no, I, I, I want a mem I want a five figure membership and I want a community that if you're in it, you're paying me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not too much different than what I'm doing now. It's just going to be packaged very differently. And I'm really excited because I think it's going to be one of the coolest experiences on the internet for a solopreneur. Like it's going to truly feel like you're walking into this epic, you know, adult playground um, where you get to play with your business and really figure out what the hell fits you and, and what it means to be yourself online. Cause we can all throw that around, but what the hell does that mean? <laughs> right. You know? So yeah, I'm going all in with Brandy bar. I'm real excited about it. I love it. I, I love that. I love that it's, that it's going to be presented as a place yes. and right. Yes. It's like the metaverse. Yeah. Dre's metaverse. Of... Yes. So yes. It's, yeah. it's not going to feel like the internet. And that is the goal. It's like you feel like you left the internet and walked into this safe place that you can't you can't even imagine being in it and not being yourself. Like it just breathes individuality and originality and 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 being your your authentic weirdo. I cannot <laughs> like I just can't wait to do what I do on that kind of scale. I just I, I haven't found the vehicle before or been able to land on that to really scale the impact that I want. And I and I think this is going to be it. I think this is going to be a really good move for me and for my community, for solopreneurs. That's my bread and butter and, and what I'm truly uh, committed to wholeheartedly. I mean, seven years in, you know how many people are like, well, what happens when you don't want to be a solopreneur anymore? <laughs> I guess we'll cross that when it happens because I am a lone wolf. Yeah. I cannot imagine ever wanting that to not be the case. So, but if it is, then we cross it then seven years later, I'm still real comfortable. Right. Yep. Yeah. Outdoor cat here too. Mm -hmm. So cool. Well, where can people go to find out more? Where's the best place? Obviously Pinterest, but I mean, <laughs> I know. I mean, come on, stuff. Pinterest, just do a couple branding searches and you'll find me. But otherwise, the solopreneursociety.com. I'm right on the homepage. I've literally already changed it. Uh, I want to play a game of truth or dare with you. So I dare you to go over there. Literally on the front page, you have the option to pick truth or dare, and I will take you through the journey from there. So that's honestly the best place to start. If you just want to get straight into the community or you're dying to see what this is, uh, go on Facebook and search for the Solopreneur Society Support Lounge. Amazing. I love it. Truth or dare. Yeah. Truth well, or dare. Right out of the gate. Let's set the tone. <laughs> well, Dre, thanks so much for sharing all that. I'm sure people are going to love it. Um, and I hope to have you back again next time to find out how it goes. Yes. Thank you for having me back. And if you don't invite me back, I'm just going to stalk you until you do again. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark, and I hope you join me again next time for Ditching Hourly. Bye. Hey, Jonathan again. Do you have questions about how to improve your business? Things like value pricing your work instead of billing for your time or positioning yourself as the go-to person in your space, or maybe productizing your services so you never have to have another awkward sales call or spend hours writing another custom proposal. Book a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me and get answers to these questions and others in the time it takes you to get ready for work in the morning. Best of all, you're covered by my 100% satisfaction guarantee. If at the end of the call you don't feel like it was worth it, just say the word and I'll refund your purchase in full. To book your one-on-one -on -one coaching call, go to jonathanstark.com call, C-A-L-L. -L. 
That URL again is jonathanstark.com slash call. Hope to see you there.